Well, I invite you to uh, take your uh, take your Bible, whether it's the black one there by the chairs or or one that you brought or one that you can pop up on your phone, and turn to Luke chapter seven. Luke chapter seven. If you have the the black Bible, you should find it on page eight sixty three. 863. We're going to be looking at verses 11 through 17 of Luke 7. We're continuing in, in our series that we're calling Knowing Jesus, uh, seeking to, to know Christ better, knowing that, uh, that in him is life, true life. Uh, and we're actually entering into a, to a new uh, phase of our study. Uh, for the next four weeks, we're going to look at the emotional life of Jesus. Jesus, fully God, also fully man, which means he experiences, without sin, the fullness of human emotion. Uh, and in, in looking at those emotions, particularly we'll look at the four prominent ones that are mentioned in Scripture, we'll see and know the Savior better and get a great window on, on his work for us and in his work in us. And today we're going to start with uh, the, at, the attribute, the emotion that's most frequently mentioned of Jesus, and that's his compassion, his compassion. So we're going to read one example of that now. We read one earlier, uh, and we'll read one from Luke 7. So let's, let's read God's word together. Luke 7, beginning in verse 11, speaking of Jesus. Now afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. And as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold... A man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up, and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this whole and this report about him spread through the whole country of Judea and all the surrounding country. Well, let's pray for God's work through his word. Lord, we we do pray that you would be at work just as you promised to send forth your word and to accomplish your good purpose, even here, even in each of our lives, on our hearts. We thank you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Think for a minute of the best day of your life, or one of the best days. Can you pick out a day? It was one of the best. Can you remember what it was like to walk through that day? One of the best days. Okay. Now can you think of one of the worst days of your life? Probably not hard to bring to mind how that day felt. Best day. Worst day. What's, what's similar about those? Well, here's one thing that's similar. Emotions. 
emotions. Really strong, really powerful emotions that made those days really the intense days that they were. The good, good, the, the, the hard, hard. Intense, intense feeling uh, shaped that day the best, that day the worst, and of course every day in between. Emotions are part of what it means to be human. Not the only thing, but it's really at the core of it that, that we were created to feel, among other things. So it's at the core of who we are as humans. It's helped what, what shapes our good days and our bad days. Uh, but yet, emotions are also one of the most challenging and confusing parts of our humanity, aren't they? Uh, sometimes we're completely out of touch with our emotions, and that causes all sorts of problems. Sometimes we're completely in touch with our emotions and overwhelmed by them, and that causes problems. Some people are really good at ignoring their emotions, and other people are really ruled by their emotions, and a lot of us do a little bit of each. So here you have this core part of what it means to be human, uh, and yet it's one of the most confusing and challenging parts of being human. What we're going to do in the next four weeks is look at the emotional life of Jesus. Jesus, fully God, but also fully man. The one who is just like us in every way, yet without sin, including having emotions and expressing them and feeling them. And the Gospels highlight it. And particularly, we're going to look at four of the most commented on and described emotions of Jesus. We're going to talk about his compassion his anger, his joy, and his grief. And we're going to look at him one week at a time and discover uh, more about Jesus. We're going to know him better. But in the process, we're also going to learn more about what it means to be human. Uh, because in many ways, we're, we're applying what we learned last week. Jesus as this new humanity who, who goes before us. Kids, do you remember, do you remember our illustration about, the, about walking in the snow? You remember that, right? Did you think about that one this week? Or maybe you, at least you walked in the snow, right? We said if you were walking in really, really, really deep snow and it was up to your waist and you couldn't move, how could you possibly uh, go forward? Well, we said one way to do it was to have someone bigger and stronger than you go first. And they could do what you couldn't do, walk through the deep snow, but they could also smash it down and make a path so that you could walk after them. And remember we said that's Jesus. He does what we can't do, humanity perfect, but not just uh, for himself or just to be an example, uh, but to actually enable us to walk in his footsteps, to strengthen us so that he is that new humanity and we, we come after him. And that's the work that he's doing in us. And sure enough, that's uh, going to play right into uh, our look at the emotions of, of Jesus. We'll see what he's doing for us, we'll see what he's doing in us, and get a wonderful look at our Savior. And we come to this Luke 7 passage because it, it not only speaks about Jesus feeling compassion, but shows what he does with it. Um, so the situation, Luke 7, it's, it's full of emotion even before Jesus arrives. It's a funeral, and it's a particularly tragic funeral. Uh, you know how that works. There are, there are funerals, and there are funerals. Uh, and there are some that are just heartbreaking. And this is, 
This is heartbreaking uh, for everyone, but especially the woman, uh, the woman who's leading, leading the procession, because we're told that she's a widow, and she's also just lost her only son. Uh, so, so she's experienced this loss of, uh, of a husband first, then her loss of her only child. But there's, there's the, the grief aspect, but then socially what this does is plunge her into a really desperate situation. Uh, did, did you ever wonder why the Bible so frequently says, don't forget about the orphans and the widows? Don't forget about the orphans and the widows. You know why it says that so much? Because everybody forgot about the orphans and the widows. Uh, uh, widows were in a particularly difficult situation. They, they weren't attached officially to any household. Uh, and so it was easy for them to be forgotten about. Forgotten about so they didn't have a source of financial support. Also, even legally, they didn't have someone to advocate for them. Uh, so they were easy victims uh, of, other, of others. So here's this woman, she's lost her husband, she's lost now her son, and the only means she had of, of really consistent and reliable care and protection. So an incredibly, incredibly difficult situation of loss and need, and Jesus comes up to this procession and this woman, and we're told he has compassion. But let's look carefully at the progression. Uh, because it's, it's a progression uh, that, that we see throughout the Gospels with this emotion of Jesus. So verse 13, uh, notice the progression. And when, he saw, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said. So we're going to see the, the progression. He sees, he feels, he does. And when he saw her, he saw her. Is that just insignificant? Like, he kind of caught her, caught, caught attention, you know, gazed at her. Um, I think there's more to it, because this is noted in so many places of the Gospels. Uh, throughout the Gospels, there's something like 40 different times when we're told Jesus sees people. Almost every instance where we have recorded that Jesus felt compassion, it's preceded by, and he saw them and felt compassion. Almost every time. We read of one of those earlier in Mark 6. Uh, Jesus sees the crowd, and he has compassion. Uh, it's mentioned again in Mark 9, a different occasion, different crowd. And when he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them. There's that, that meeting of Jesus with the rich young ruler, and, and they're, they're talking back and forth. And then Mark tells us, and Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Uh, it's actually also a key feature of the stories that Jesus tells about compassion. Uh, you might remember the story in Luke where Jesus talks about the Good Samaritan. And there we read, sure enough, the Good Samaritan goes on the Jericho Road. Uh, he, and as he journeyed, he came to where he was, the man who was wounded. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Uh, or the prodigal son, the father who welcomes back the prodigal. Uh, but while the prodigal was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. We saw this actually last week in our evening Bible study. We, we were looking at Exodus 2 and, and the Israelites in the midst of uh, horrible uh, slavery and oppression. Their babies are being killed and they're just in this desperate situation. And there's this, uh, this view from heaven where we read about God hearing their groaning and remembering his covenant 
and then uh, Exodus says this, and God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Hearing their groaning, remembering the covenant, and God saw them. Of course he saw them. He's God. He sees everything. Nobody saw them. Right? They're seeing and they're seeing. God saw his people in slavery. He saw their pain. He saw their, their, their suffering, their need. Jesus here. right? Same, same God. Jesus here. Now, now in full humanity, fully God, fully human, he comes up to this woman. And it's the same thing. He sees her. He really sees her. He sees her desperate need. He sees her pain. Uh, he sees her tears. He really sees her. And of course, this is the same Jesus today. This is the same Jesus who lives, the same Jesus uh, who is with us. Jesus sees. Jesus sees you. Think about that. Jesus sees you. In those places in your life that are really hard, Jesus sees. In those places in your life where there's deep loss, where there's intense need, Jesus sees. In those places where there's overwhelming emotion, where there's overwhelming grief or overwhelming sadness or overwhelming fear, Jesus sees. He sees and he feels. So it's a compassion that sees and it's a compassion that feels. There's the progression. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. He had compassion. It's, it's this deep, intense emotion. Uh, different translations of this verse kind of try to get at that emotion in slightly different ways. So here it's he had compassion. Uh, other places it's he felt compassion. Another, his heart went out to her. Uh, the same, uh, same word is translated other places. He was moved with pity. Here's how one author puts it. Had compassion. It refers to a depth of feeling uh, in which your feelings and longings churn within you. A depth of feeling in which your feelings and longings churn within you. Actually, you take this verb and you make it a noun, uh, and that noun refers most literally to your, your guts, your, your insides. So, so the, the, the have compassion, it's not just kind of this surface. It's deep churning within. He feels something. He looks at this woman. He sees her. And deep within, something intense, something real, he feels compassion. He feels deep love. As he, as he takes in the pain of her circumstances and her need, he feels something. He feels a depth and depth of compassion. Um, and it's not just Jesus seeing people uh, and seeing them if they have difficult circumstances. It's also when Jesus sees their sin and their struggle. We mentioned that, that rich young ruler. Uh, there's someone whose circumstances are pretty good. He, he doesn't have much need. He's, he's rich. He's a position of power of some sort, rich young ruler. Um, but Jesus sees the depth of his spiritual need. They're, they're talking back and forth about eternal life. And you remember, he thinks he's kept all the commandments and 
why, you know, what else do you need to do to get eternal life? He's good, right? Uh, and it's right then that we read, and Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Loved him. Yeah, you could say, have had compassion. Because he sees that he's so blind. He misses how, how desperate his situation is. How, how blind he is to his own sin and, it, and his, his spiritual need. And Jesus sees it, and he loved him. There's this great passage in the Old Testament. We actually studied it a little over a year ago uh, from Hosea 11. And God here is talking to his, to his people. Uh, he's talking to his people at a time when, when they've been really relentlessly sinning. Uh, and and, uh, and he's, God is kind of contemplating this ugly sin and hardened unfaithfulness and the judgment that it really deserves. Uh, and he makes this statement to them. He says, my heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. That's, that's God speaking to this struggling, sinful, hardened people. And, and, and the intense, notice the, the intensity of that emotional language. My heart recoils within me. My compassion grows warm and tender. How does, how does Jesus feel about you? That's an interesting one to think about. How does Jesus feel about you? Okay, he, he puts up with you, but how does he feel about you? Jesus walks through the front door, he kind of scans the crowd, and he sees you. How does he feel about you? I think what we see here is we know exactly what he feels. He feels compassion, warm, and tender. Whether uh, he, he spots and he knows that you're in this very difficult circumstance and it's hard and it hurts, compassion, warm, and tender. Or, or even at the same time, he also sees like that rich young ruler, you're struggling. You haven't been faithful. Uh, you're sinning and maybe you're even blind to that sin. Compassion, warm and tender. For me? For you? That's what scripture says. This is, the, this is the savior that we have in the scripture. It's a compassion that sees, a compassion that feels, a compassion that acts. So Jesus doesn't just feel things. His, his feelings drive him to glorious action. So again, the uh, the progression from verse 13. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, do not weep. Now, we're, we're going to talk in a minute about imitating Jesus, walking in his footsteps. Here's a place I don't recommend you imitate Jesus. Don't walk into a funeral and march up to the widow at the front of the room or the, the parent who has just lost their child at the front of the room and say, don't cry. Why? Because you can't do what Jesus does here. Which is say that with a depth of compassion that actually can do something about it. Which is what he does. He, he fixes the cause of her tears. Right? 
Because he goes up uh, and he, well, you, you see the, 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 the action there. He, he touches uh, that, that beer. It's like, an, kind of like a plank where you put the body on, like an open casket of sorts. Right? So, so he touches it and the pallbearers stop. Right? Because what is he doing? This, this just makes him unclean. No one does this. This is shocking. Then he says something, uh, says something shocking. He says to the, uh, to the dead man, young man, I say to you, arise. And the man gets up. Right? The, the cause of her tears, he fixes it. He heals it. He restores it. Uh, actually, he, he's really not even done when the man gets up. Because notice verse 15. And the dead man sat up and began to speak and Jesus gave him to his mother. Right, that was part of what was so ugly and broken and, and painful, is this son had been ripped away from his mother, and his mother from the son. And now Jesus fixes it. He's not only alive, he gives it back to his mother. Jesus heals what's broken. He fixes uh, what, is, what is destroyed. Uh, it's a compassion that feels and a compassion that acts. We saw that earlier as we, as we looked at uh, Mark 6. We, right? Jesus sees the crowd. Uh, Mark tells us he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he immediately does something about it. Right? He immediately begins teaching them. Uh, and then uh, shortly thereafter, he sees their need for food. And he miraculously feeds them. So he sees that there are sheep like sheep without a shepherd. He has compassion, and then he immediately starts acting like a shepherd. He feeds them spiritually. He teaches them. He feeds them physically. He gives them bread. Uh, all because he had compassion. Of course, the ultimate example of Jesus uh, acting on his compassion is the cross. Isn't that the best example? That, that Jesus so loves his people that he dies for them? That, that he sees our, our deepest, deepest need? It's that we're separated not from a parent or a child, but our deepest, deepest needs. We're separated from God because of our sin. And that we're even blind to it, and we certainly can do nothing about it. And Jesus sees that, and he has compassion on us, warm and tender, and he does something. He goes to the cross. Luke even especially highlights how Jesus was relentless, that he fixed his face at Jerusalem. Yeah, because that's where the cross was. Nothing's going to deter him. He, he's going to get there. He, the shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. And interestingly enough, goes to the cross, the place where no one has compassion on Jesus. Right? No compassion from the Romans. No compassion from the leaders of his people, from the crowds. No one acts on his behalf. Instead, he bears the wrath of God. He doesn't deserve it. We do, but he bears it. Also, that compassion would reign in our lives. He's treated as having receiving none so that we can have it all. There's the cross. And there's, there's our hope, right? So that we'd be forgiven, so that we would have life uh, all because of what he did. So it's a compassion that acts. So here you have this emotion, compassion. It, it is the most frequently mentioned emotion of Jesus throughout, throughout the Gospels. 
Uh, and uh, as we put the, the pieces together and then start to think, how does this have to do with us? What we want to see is that it's a compassion for us and a compassion in us. A compassion for us and in us. For us. Uh, this is Jesus' saving work for us. We can look at this widow here and say, yeah, that's, that's kind of a picture of me. Uh, a situation of desperate need. Uh, at death, as it's represented here, is something that we as a people bring on ourselves, right? Not that this woman particularly brought this, but death in general is something that we, because of our sin as a people, bring. Death as the wages of sin. And of course, we, we, we commit those sins day after day and, and, and repeat it. So you get the, the ugliness of this, of this scene with this widow, and yeah, that's, that's what sin does. It, 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 it's, it's ugly. It, it, it breaks God's beautiful world. Uh, and we can see Jesus walking up to that woman. It's a picture of what he does through the whole, for the whole world. He walks into our world. He walks into your world. If you, if you know him, uh, he walks into our world and he fixes what's broken. Uh, he deals with us by going to the cross. So, he, so his compassion uh, can 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 save us. He bears that death uh, as uh, for us, and we're forgiven. We're made alive. We're made new. Do you do you know the compassion of this Jesus? Have you have you seen it? Are you are you trusting in it as, as this is this is your only hope? Right. You're not going to find this anywhere else. Someone who really sees you and the depth of your need. Someone who really feels compassion warm and tender and then really has the power to do everything necessary to fix it. Only Jesus. That's why there's no other Savior. But with him, right, just simply receiving it by faith, you have a, a Savior who does it all for you, uh, who rescues, makes us alive, and is more and more changing and transforming our world until that day to come when Everything that's broken is fixed. So that's Jesus uh, and his compassion for us. But the other part of it is that compassion is at work uh, is at work in us. Remember, Jesus is that trailblazer. Uh, Hebrews language, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. Or, or if you want to think of the snow, he's the one who, who makes the footprints, who blazes the trail in the snow so that we can go behind him. Jesus is this picture of humanity, new humanity, perfected humanity. And it's humanity, yes, with full and beautifully God-given, God-designed, expressed emotions, including compassion. And that's what he's working in all of us, his people. He's making you more and more like this Jesus. He's taking you down that path. And here, then, you get a, you get a picture of what it looks like. Uh, it's more and more he's going to work in you a compassion that, well, that sees, first of all, a compassion that sees. Haven't, haven't we all had that experience of feeling like, uh, feeling like people look at us, but they don't see us? Have you had that experience? Uh, maybe you feel like everybody looks at you and nobody sees you. Uh, well, can you maybe flip that around? Is there, is there someone in your world? Uh, in your weekly life that you tend to look at but not see? 
Is there someone in your family, maybe, that you, you look at but you don't really see? Or in your, the course of your week? Of course, typically we, uh, we, we don't really see people because we're looking past them. Right? They're, they're, they're there. Maybe they're on the sidelines. Or maybe they're in the way. But we're, we're going over there. We're getting that done. And they're just along the sides. Or maybe they kind of need to be pushed out of the way. That's why we don't see them. Because we're looking. We're, we got our eyes fixed over there. And so part of what we see in this changing work that Jesus does in us is, is he's, he's teaching our hearts through the Spirit to, to really see people. To really see them. I'll give you, I'll give you a tip on, on how to do this, how to kind of slow yourself down so you're really seeing people. Uh, it's just simply pray for people. Pray for the people who, who you meet through the week. Uh, right? Because that'll, that'll slow you down, besides the fact that they need the prayer, uh, which is huge. But, but also it does something in you. It'll slow you down. Uh, it'll force you before God to name their name. Uh, and also think, oh, okay, well, what should I pray for this person? So you'll have to get specific. You'll have to think about their world. Well, what are they, what are they facing? What are they experiencing? What are they feeling? Uh, and all of a sudden, you're slowing yourself down. You're actually starting to see them. And you're actually then more likely, next time you run across them, to, to not look be, past them as much, but to actually see them. And the more you actually start to pray and see the more you're going to start to feel. Because that spirit of Jesus is at work within you, right? This, this is, you got a, you got a power outside of you that's at work. You're going, to, you're going to start to feel this compassion that Jesus talks about more and more. Uh, warm and tender compassion. Uh, and you, can, you, can, you should pray for that too. Maybe you can think, who are the people in your world that, yeah, you know, I, I don't tend to feel very warm and tender towards them. Um, but that's where God is taking us to be more like Jesus, you can pray, Lord, make my heart more like yours. You can, you can stare at Jesus, the one who goes before you, uh, and see that warm compassion. You can think of how Jesus feels about that person. right? We said, how does Jesus feel about me? And then you can ask the question, oh, well, how does he feel about that person that I don't feel so warm and tender towards? How does he feel about them? Oh, he feels warm and tender compassion towards them too. Hmm. Compassion that sees, the compassion that feels, and then more and more he's going to build in us a compassion that acts. Right? You remember how, how James warns, you can't just see your brother in need and kind of say, ah, you know, be warm and well fed. Because right? real love, real compassion does something. Now, of course, none of us can do everything for everyone. We can't even do everything for everyone that we see in a given week. And that's not even good. Uh, but we can do something. God's given us certain opportunities, certain gifts, certain degree of energy, and, and you can just pray about that. Lord, what, what can I do? I can't do everything for this person, but what can I do? As, as, I'm, as I'm thinking about them, as, as they're in my path, as I'm praying for them, Lord, what, what small part, maybe, might I have in helping them in that need? and encouraging them uh, in the midst of, of their struggle. Uh, Lord, what can I do? And it's all walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Uh, Jesus shows us what it looks like to be truly human. 
Uh, and it's and it's not just out there, it's it's in us. Remember, the same spirit that was on Jesus, now he's given to us as people. So this isn't just you, hope it goes well. This is you with the power of Jesus, where he promises he's gonna, he's gonna finish this good work in you. So you can be encouraged. No, you're not good at it and perfect at it. Uh, that's why his spirit's at work. Uh, but you look and see that work of Jesus. Uh, you, can, you can look at passages like this and say, oh, yes, this is, what, this is what Jesus did for me. And all now, more and more, this is what he's going to be doing in me. Lord, help me. So it's really the same thing we've been talking about for several weeks. What do we do? We, we fix our eyes on Jesus. Because he's the one who worked for us and now the one who's working in us. Let's pray. Lord, we do pray that you would, you would help us to see the Savior more and more. That we would know the, the depth of his love and care. And Lord, even, even this morning, whether it's knowing his, his tender compassion for the first time uh, or just being uh, struck by it afresh, and then that same spirit working in us. Lord, you know the places where it's hard for us uh, to, to love as he loved. Lord, we're thankful that, that you, you strengthen us there and equip us, we pray, uh, to know Christ better, uh, even through acting in those places with those people. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.